At the, at the time of the gospel uh, today, or the, this gospel passage, um, the disciples were still somewhat recent in their discipleship. Um, they, they clearly, you know, had a relationship with Christ, but they were still learning quite a bit. Now, we remember back in those days that, um, that a person, you know, a man would, would generally learn his trade from his father, and he would follow in his father's footsteps. And so uh, Peter, James, and John were fishermen, and their fathers presumably were fishermen, and their fathers before them. Um, so they had been fishing quite a long time, since they were very, very young. They knew fishing. They knew how to do it. They knew it well. They were professionals at it. And so we, we hear in the gospel that they had been out all night, and they caught nothing. Now, I don't know a lot about fishing, but I know that it's probably the case that they knew where the fish, where to find the fish. They knew the lake. They knew, you know, where they generally would be able to bring in a decent haul, and they caught nothing. Their efforts were completely empty. There were hope. It was just one of those nights, you know. So then we have the occasion of Jesus, it's morning, Jesus gets into the boat and he sits in the boat and he teaches the people on the shore and presumably the reason he does that is because, you know, sound can really carry across the, the, the flatness of a, of a lake. And so it's advantageous for him to be in that position as he teaches. And then after he's done, he tells them, well, let's, you know, drop your nets again. Now, Simon, James, and John were fishermen. Their dads were fishermen, their, you know, grandparents were probably, grandfather was probably a fisherman. Jesus was a carpenter. Joseph was a carpenter. Jesus wasn't a fisherman. So you can imagine the first reaction that Simon, James, and John would have to Jesus telling them how to fish. You know, just go ahead and drop your nets again. And, and you hear it. You know, but you have to kind of really hear it in, in Simon's voice. I mean, yeah, we've been doing it all night. We, we kind of know what we're doing. We didn't catch anything. But okay, we'll do it again. And, and Simon does it because, of course, his regard for Jesus, his relationship with Jesus, and also because Jesus, you know, he's come to put himself under the authority of Jesus. So he does it. But we can tell that he doesn't believe it's going to work. Because he's thinking, I know what I'm doing, you know. I mean, there's no way to take that out of the, the experience that he's thinking, I know what I'm doing. What is this guy? Oh, fine, I'll do it, you know, but it's a waste of time. I've already done it. And he's probably even a little, might even be a little bit offended, right, that Jesus would presume. I mean, if you want to fix our boat, fine. But telling us how to fish, it's not what you do, Right? So they drop the nets, and of course we know how it works, right? Another, another miracle happens, and they pull in so much fish that they, they, they fill up two boats. And then I think because of the reaction of Simon, we can tell what he was thinking ahead of time. Because he says, you know, he kneels down, he's, he's, he falls to his knees, I'm a sinful man. I'm a sinful man. In other words, I didn't believe. I presumed I knew better than you. I didn't think you could really help. I thought my efforts were enough. How could you, a carpenter, help us to bring in fish? 
I think it's really clear by his reaction what he was thinking ahead of time because he's so shocked. He didn't have faith. And once again, what Jesus shows them is that he's going to be doing amazing things as they journey together. That they're going to be, see, they're going to be seeing some pretty amazing, I mean, miracles, etc. They're going to be doing some amazing things together. And all of this serves to bolster the faith of his disciples who need to have confidence in their teacher. But of course, for the disciples, it also is a metaphor, right? Because then after, after Peter says, depart from me, I'm a sinful man, Jesus says, don't worry about it. You don't need to be good at this anymore because you're not going to be catching fish anyway. You'll be catching men. You'll be evangelizing. That's your new job. You don't need to be good at this job anymore. You're leaving it behind. And, you know, even the, the imagery of Jesus saying, right, they fished all night, nothing. And then he says, lower your nets into the deep for a catch. Lower them you know, deep, deep down, and you will catch something. Just that sort of imagery, as we use that as a metaphor for them going out and proclaiming the gospel, just as catching men is a metaphor for, you know, or catching fish is a metaphor for catching men, so also lowering your nets into the deep is a bit of a metaphor sort of giving everything you have to this endeavor. Of course, human nature being human nature, I think we can relate to this, this gospel passage really quite, quite well. How many times have we relied on our own efforts? You know, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing raising my family. I know what I'm ra- doing in my job, I know what I'm doing in life, and we get really, really confident in our own efforts. And when we get so confident in our own efforts, it's very common to forget, well, where does Jesus fit? I mean, if you, don't, you don't really need Jesus if you've pushed him out of the equation, right? If we're just relying on ourselves, and yet how many times have we had the experience? It just happens over and over. We get really confident things are going well for a while, and then metaphorically we catch no fish you know, in our lives. Like all of a sudden, all of our merits are empty. It's not working. It was working, not working. It's not working. And we, we, this happens throughout life. Those of us who are young, or, or I shouldn't say us, those of you who are young, and all you old people are saying you're still young. This is, the, this is the problem of being 50. All of you who are older think I'm young and everybody else, well, you know. But when you're really young, you're just starting to come into this experience. And that's just how it is. You just don't have enough, enough life experience yet. You'll get it. And, and those of us who have, who have lived longer, we know what this is like. We, we can go throughout life um, for a period of time on our own efforts and we feel really pretty good about ourselves. And then sometimes the bottom falls out. And all of a sudden, our own efforts aren't good enough, just like the fishermen today. 
just like the disciples we hear in the gospel today, their own efforts were not good enough. And presumably they were professionals at it. Not good enough. Caught nothing. A complete failure. There's times where I think we feel like complete failures. There's times we feel like failures in our, our marriages or as parents or you know, in our careers, etc. We often feel that way. And I think one of the reasons we feel that way is because we've put far too much confidence in ourselves, which is different from having confidence. But when we put sort of singular confidence or only have confidence in ourselves, it always, the bottom always falls out. And just as Jesus taught his disciples, look, you need me. It looks like failure, but when you trust me, it's an incredible success. That's what he's trying to teach them about when they go out and proclaim the good news. You don't think you're good enough. You, you probably think you're a failure. You, you've, today you've been a failure at fishing, something you're actually good at. Now I'm going to have you do something that you don't even know how to do. And you're probably going to feel like a failure again. But if you trust in me, if you rely on my power and strength, you will not fail. So the, the obvious correlation to our own lives, right? It's not that we should not try to have confidence. Of course we ought to. It's not that we shouldn't seek to excel. We always should pursue virtue for its own sake. But all the while understanding that we need Jesus Christ to make anything truly fruitful. A marriage without God Not going to be that fruitful. Partial, maybe. Pursuing a a career or any kind of goal that even is even a secular in nature, without God, what's the point? What's the point of raising a family without God? To what end? To what end if we are not aiming at eternity? If we do not realize that our lives here come to an end, but continue forever. Always we must remember that it's Jesus who, who constantly raises us up. It's constant, constantly Jesus who you know, makes fruitful what our own efforts cannot. And so as we go about our, our every day, we always have to keep that in mind. That it's Jesus who gives me my fuel, my confidence, my encouragement. I'm doing this ultimately, whatever it is, I'm doing this for him. And if I do it for him first, it will always be a success. Because the success is his. Please stand.